share it with us. Taking her to rest. No. Come on, Nana. No. Tell us, Rose. It's been 84 years. It's okay. Just try to remember anything, anything at all. Do you want to hear this or not, Mr. Lovett? It's been 84 years, and I can still smell the fresh paint. The china had never been used. The sheets had never been slept in. Titanic was called the ship of dreams, and it was. It really was. I don't see what all the fuss is about. It doesn't look any bigger than the Mauritania. You could be blase about some things, Rose, but not about Titanic. It's over 100 feet longer than Mauritania, and far more luxurious. Your daughter is far too difficult to impress, Ruth. <laughs> so this is the ship they say is unsinkable. It sure. is unsinkable. Sure. God himself could not sink sure. this ship. We have to take your baggage to the main terminal. It's round that way. Oh. 20... Five years ago, as the world is under the spell of uh, what's that? What's the other one? Uh, Avatar Part Two. Twenty-five years ago, James Cameron wowed and delighted the audience on December nineteenth, nineteen ninety-seven, with Titanic. It was expen- two hundred million to make. It made two point two <laughs> billion dollars. Um, it won eleven Academy Awards. It was nominated for fourteen. It tied All About Eve for the most Oscar nominations and won eleven, including Best Picture and Best Director, tying Ben Hur. Um, probably one of the most famous shipwrecks of all time, uh, turned into a soap opera, like always, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, Billy Zane and his eyebrows, Kathy Bates, Francis Fisher, 
um, Gloria Stewart, Bill Pat, the late Bill Paxton, and the late Gloria Stewart, Bernard Hill. I don't think Bernard's here anymore either. Jonathan Hyde, he's not here either. And Victor Garber, damn, lot, lot of people died. Lot of people died. I'm trying to remember. In reality, they did also, but uh, this film, Gloria Stewart lived to be a hundred. She was playing a hundred in the movie at the time. She was eighty seven years old she at that point became the oldest oscar nominated actor um okay bernard hill's still here bernard hill was also in the lord of the rings and he plays captain um captain smith oh god this, this film this film really there is so much in terms of they made it in Baja, Mexico. There's Mexicans in the film. There weren't Mexicans on the Titanic. But they're in the film. Because, you know, he's the king of the world. Uh, isn't that weird? <sighs> Legendary film. And then a lot of shit happened. By the way, welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Where are my manners? 25 years ago, this was the biggest film in the world. How do you like them apples? Um, it won, I mean, it won a lot of Oscars. Here's an article that many of you may not know about. Titanic crew recalled the night the set got drugged with P PCP from spiked chowder. Grips are doing wheelies in wheelchairs. That's one hell of a time right there. All of the crazy stories from the making of James Cameron's Titanic... None come close to that of the crew being drugged with PCP. All hell broke loose on August 9th, 1996 on the film set in Halifax, Nova Scotia, when craft services provided clam chowder that happened to be spiked with the drug. Halifax was where Cameron filmed the Titanic framing device scenes, featuring Bill Paxton as the leader of an expedition that discovers Rose's necklace to commemorate the film's 25th anniversary. Vulture spoke to the couple crew members about the night the crew got drugged. We had a room for the grips and electricians, and one of the guys started talking really hyper. Crew member Jake Carlark said, He's a big guy, a little 6'4", and he says, Do you guys feel okay? Because I don't. I feel like I'm on something, and believe me, I would know. He was just chatting on like that. And just as we were saying this, we saw James Cameron run by the door and this extra running behind him. He said, there's something in me. Get it out. Oh, shit. <laughs> Authorities never uncovered who spiked the pot of clam chowder with PCP because the incident happened on the movie's Halifax set. Lead actors Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet were not affected. Paxton, however, did eat the soup. <laughs> Bill Paxson was a real sweetie, said decorator Claude Rossell, told uh, Vulture. He was sitting next to me in the hallway of the hospital, and he was kind of enjoying the buzz. Meanwhile, grips were doing going down the hallway doing wheelies and wheelbarrows. Many crew members were set to Dart Dartmouth General Hospital. Cameron recalled the incident in a 2009 interview with Vanity Fair, saying, People are moaning and crying, wailing, claps on tables, and gurneys. The DP, Caleb Deschanel, uh, is leading a number of crew down the hall in a highly vocal conga line. You can't make this stuff up. Clark did not eat the chowder, but did end up staying on the film set until 4 a.m. that night. He recalled seeing Cameron and Paxson later on as the hysteria was winding down. Their eyes were beet red, like unbelievably, Clark said. Jim had a bottle of scotch and Bill Paxson had a bag of joints because he was a real stoner. I'm kind of laughing about it because I didn't eat the chowder and then I'm there in the trailer smoking a joint. It was just a strange experience, Russell added. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of shit went down. Not just the ship itself, but uh, making that movie. The making of Titanic, I mean, itself is a movie. Those are those are the films that you always know. Okay, what is going on here? <laughs> and Titanic was one of those films. It was 
of course you had that soundtrack um of course you had just just the whole thing and yes there is a hypocrisy when jim cameron won the oscar and he was like oh let's take a moment of silence and then he says i'm the king of the world that is weird um here is cameron talking on abc about did jack have to die if you haven't seen titanic by now where have you been It's been 25 years since Titanic sailed into theaters, becoming the first movie ever to cross a billion dollars at the box office, tying the record for most Oscars ever won. But a quarter of a century later, we're all still wondering. Sorry, what the hell? That door could float with three people. Yeah. yeah. Could Jack have fit on the door with Rose? During her press tour for Avatar The Way of Water, also directed by James Cameron, Kate Winslet is weighing in on the controversial ending of the epic disaster movie. I don't know. Look, that's the answer is I don't know. But after some consideration... He could have fit on that door, but it would not have stayed afloat. It wouldn't. Jack. 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 And the director himself revealing he reproduced the raft from the movie and commissioned a forensic study to prove the door would not have supported both Jack and Rose. Cameron and a hypothermia expert using, quote, two stunt people who were the same body mass of Kate and Leo. And we tested to see whether they could have survived through a variety of methods. And the answer was... There was no way they both could have survived. But after 25 years of answering the same question, Cameron says we're all missing the bigger picture here, telling Mythbusters after they did an experiment of their own. I think you guys are missing the point here. The script says Jack dies. He has to die. So maybe we screwed up and the board should have been a little tiny bit smaller, but the dude's going down. <laughs> I can't argue with that. No. I recently interviewed the co-author of Titanic, the musical, which is based on the movie, about whether Jack could have fit on the door or not. And she said, yeah, he could have fit on the door, but he had to die or else the movie wouldn't have been as impactful. Fair point, Andrew, Andrea. Thank you, Will, because... Separate from her. You're gonna have to separate. Are you with somebody? Her. You're, you're gonna. Yes, exactly. Because water is coming towards you. See what I mean? To create the interaction between our main characters and the iceberg, we dumped a load of ice down a chute on the deck of our big set we then shot our miniature iceberg with the same camera move on a motion control stage with interactive lighting from the ship's windows. We then created digital falling ice pieces to bridge the full scale and miniature elements and composited them together into the final shot. And where exactly do you live, Mr. Dawson? Well, right now, my address is the RMS Titanic. After that, I'm on God's good humor. And how is it you have means to travel? I work my way from place to place. You know, tramp steamers and such. But I won my ticket on Titanic here at a lucky hand at poker. A very lucky hand. Hmm. All life is a game of luck. Hmm. A real man makes his own luck, Archie. Right, Dawson? Ladies and gentlemen, it's your friend Mike Brady from Ocean Line of Design. I know you've been melancholy. I don't pretend to know why. I intended to save this until the engagement gala next week. 
But I thought tonight. Good gracious. <laughs> Perhaps as a reminder of my feelings for you. Is it a diamond? Yes. <laughs> Fifty-six carats, to be exact. It was worn by Louis the Sixteenth, and they called it Le Coeur de la Mer, the, the heart, heart of the, of the ocean. ocean. Yes. <laughs> it's overwhelming. That's for royalty. We are royalty, Rose. is the largest moving object ever made by the hand of man in all history. And our master shipbuilder, Mr. Andrews here, designed her from the keel plates up. Well, I may have knocked her together, but my dear was Mr. Ismet. He envisioned a steamer so grand in scale and so luxurious in its appointments that its supremacy would never be challenged. And here she is, willed into solid reality. Here, here. Who did You know I don't like that nose. She knows. Do you so? Mm. We'll both have the lamb. Rare with very little mint sauce, eh? Mm. You like lamb, right, sweet pea? Sausage. So you gonna cut her meat for her too there, Cal? <laughs> now, here I am on the grandest ship in the world having champagne with you fine people. I'll take some of I figure life's a gift, and I don't intend on wasting it. You never know what hand you're going to get dealt next. You learn to take life as it comes at you. Oh, you go, Cal. To make each day count. Well said, Jack. Yeah, yeah. To make me count. To make it count. In a brandy, gentlemen? What a good idea. Now they retreat into a cloud of smoke and congratulate each other on being masters of the universe. Ladies, thank you for the pleasure of your company. Let's go you back to the cabin. No, I'll stay here. Here you go, Molly. Joining us, Dawson? Well, you don't want to stay out here with the women, do you? <laughs> no, thanks. I've got to be heading back. Ah, probably best. Of your business and politics, that sort of thing. Wouldn't interest you. Number Dawson. Good of you to come. Jack, must you go? Time for me to go row with the other slaves. So you want to go to a real party?
I can't do this. We're gonna have to get a little bit closer. Like this. <sighs> You're still my best girl, Cora. I don't know the steps. Neither do I. Just go with me. <laughs> don't think. with James Cameron because it was it 26 years since I did it actually nearly 27 since we were filming I have my twin oh look there we are oh. there's me going I'm what? so tired and cold <laughs> um, I turned That's hands on directing <laughs> I'm not kidding this actually was the week of my 21st birthday I remember the sequence we were filming when I turned 21 and it was that sequence and now I'm 47 so it's a sorry what the hell that door could float with three people yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler. Listen, I'm so down for that conversation. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Look, we could have all fitted on. Yeah. <laughs> and what was it? But the, the coming back together again, because you're not the same people. You know, yeah. you're in your 40s. He's, I don't know how old he is, but you know. <laughs> 95. <laughs> no. It was honestly just amazing really and he has actually changed i mean he himself would say that he's just like a more chilled version of the person he always was but how he creates these stories is just mesmerizing and what he did with avatar and that cast how he has established a working environment that is so much fun really collaborative super experimental like it's honestly an amazing thing to be a part of really i walked away thinking my god i just want to do that again and again and again it was so amazing took a long time to just get my mind around uh, doing a film of that nature. I, uh, you know, done all these independent movies, but it was really, you know, my conversations with Kate Winslet, who's been a lifelong friend since doing that movie, and um, her, her passion about the project, and then meeting Jim after that, and it was an experiment to try to do something that was this incredible epic, and I, it was... It was a mind-blowing, insane, thrilling experience for the both of us. It really was, uh, it was unlike any other experience I've ever had, really. Is it true the first scene you shot was the one where you're sketching her nude? I believe so. <laughs> Maybe. So they threw you right into it. <laughs> I think so. I don't remember specifically. I mean, obviously, the, one of the reasons, the reason for the film's huge success is the chemistry with mm -hmm. you and Kate. Think about that. 20, 25 years ago. The film comes out. The film, I knew people, okay, my family, who would go to see it almost every week. I didn't see it till 1998. My goodness. And then, what happened? So it opens in, in December. And then in March... Something crazy happens. Thank you. Well, and finally, it all comes down to this. The best picture. And the nominees are, as good as it gets, James L. Brooks, Bridget Johnson, Christy Zia, the producers. The full Monty, Roberto Marcellini, producer, Goodwill Hunting, Lauren Stanger, producer, L.A. Confidential, Arne Nelson, Christian, Curtis Hansen, and Michael Nathanson, producers. Titanic, James Cameron, and John Landau, producers. And the Oscar goes to 
Titanic. This is James Cameron's third Academy Award of the evening, and the first for John Landau. So this morning I uh, woke up and I couldn't wait for the day to be over. Now I don't want it to stop. Um, so I can't act and I can't compose and I can't do visual effects. So I guess uh, that's why I'm producing. But I have a lot of people that I have to thank on behalf of both Jim and myself. I want to thank all the nominees here this evening and all the people that, again, they've already thanked. Our incredible cast, we would not be here without you. My wife, Julie, my sons, Jamie and Jody. Ray Sankini, who is absolutely one of the best people in this industry. Um, my mom and dad, Edie and Eli. And now, run through our quick list of credits here. Josh McLaughlin, Mally Finn, Gig Rakowskis, Simon Crane, Jimmy Muro, John Buckley, Lloyd Moriarty, Charles Lee, Martin Lang, Roger Barton, Charlie Arneson, Steve Quayle, Kevin Delanoy, Lance Julian, Roger Hanna, Tommy Gordon, Les Collins, Tony Grazemark, Doug Fenton, Harry Heeks, Randy Gersten, Grant Hill, Sharon Mann, and Anna Roth. This movie would not have been made except for the conviction and belief of Peter Chernin, Bill Mechanic, Tom Sherrick, Jim Giannopoulos, Tom Rothman, Sanford Panich, Vicky Rossellini, Ted Galliano, Mike Hendrickson, Jim Bar D Darbinian, Hillary Clark, John Dolgen, Sherry Lansing, Rob Friedman, John Goldwyn, Arthur Cohen, Wayne Llewellyn, Nancy Gallagher, Blaze Noto, Greg Brilliant, John Wrench, Allison Jackson, Maureen Mobius, and Steve Panama. And we would not be here without an incredible screenwriter who wrote a great script, Jim Cameron. Thanks, John. Thank you. I think John saw Shine too many times. Um, he thanked everybody and did everything I was going to say. And my eyes are still sort of doing pinwheels from the last one. So I just want to say a couple of things. We're here tonight to celebrate the magic of movies. And I'm grateful every day to get to be a part of that magic and a practitioner in it. And, and I love it. And tonight has been such a great celebration for us. And it seems to somehow express this strange wave that's happened with with titanic where people all over the world have have opened their hearts to this movie and that's so gratifying to to, to all of us that, that worked on it and we'll be forever forever grateful to them the audience and i know a lot of you are are watching at home in the midst of all this euphoria it's um it's kind of hard for us to remember that that this euphoria and the success is for a film that's based on a real event that happened where real people died that shocked the world and in 1912 so I'd just like everybody to go with me just for a second on, on something here I'd like to I'd like to do a few seconds of silence in remembrance of the 1500 men women and children who died when the great ship died and uh, the the message of Titanic of course is that if the great ship can sink the, un, the unthinkable can happen the future is unknowable the only thing that we truly own is today life is precious so during these few seconds, I'd like you to also listen to the beating of your own heart, which is the most precious thing in the world. Join me, please, in a few seconds of silence for Titanic. Thank you very much. That's about as much as I'm sure Gil Cates can stand. All right, you've really made this a night to remember in every way. Now let's go party till dawn. Aboard the steam ferry Berkeley today to commemorate a blockbuster movie about the world's most infamous shipwreck. Titanic won 11 Academy Awards after its 1997 premiere. 25 years later, we sat down with three of the film's extras. Well, these are our crew jackets that we bought during filming. Judy Prestoninzi, Ellen Mower, and Don Lynch are Southern California residents who participated in the six-month shoot. I played Frederick Spedden, a first-class passenger. Welcome to the... Baja Studios. 
The extras commuted to Rosarito, Mexico, where writer-director James Cameron recreated the full-size exterior of the Titanic. We've got the wreck. We know what it looks like. We've been there. We photographed it. The largest set in film history was placed in a 17-million-gallon tank about the size of two football fields and then flooded with 52-degree ocean water. And when they would start sinking that set, you were going down into 40 feet of water. Judy and Ellen both played Titanic casualties. Some jerk <laughs> swam over me and dunked me. Ellen didn't know until after the shoot. It was Leonardo DiCaprio. And I looked at him and he looked at me and says, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were real. And I said, that's okay. I've been told I played dead well. <laughs> we shot our interview aboard the steam ferry Berkeley, which is a floating museum. Apparently she wore a long black gown. Kevin Sheehan, the curator of the Maritime Museum, showed me a shawl with a direct connection to the Titanic. This was worn by a Titanic survivor, Constance Chaffee, as she escaped in lifeboat number four, on the night that the Titanic actually sank. You have a gift, Jack. I really didn't know who Kate and Leo were when we went down there. But by the end of the shoot, they all did. Judy even shot a scene with Winslet that was cut from the movie where they wrestled. Jim wanted me to, like, claw at her face. And he says, let me see your fingernails. And I went like this, and they were kind of long. I said, I can bite them off. <laughs> you know, because he didn't want me scratching her. Judy, Ellen, and Don never dreamed the movie would become a classic. It's such an incredible story. And that they'd become lifelong friends. You survived Titanic. And we're part of its history. In the Zebelly Zone, Jeff Seville. Those are some of the stories of this this massive undertaking. Making the film. That That's the thing about Jim Cameron, this Canadian director who started off doing Hello, the Aliens. Remember that? That was such a great movie with Sigourney Weaver. He's worked with Sigourney many times, including in Avatar. Um, and then Terminator, the first Terminator, and then Terminator 2, which was this blockbuster the abyss i mean true lies jim cam james cameron james cameron just in terms of a filmmaker what he's able to do yes the special effects yes the cgi drawing in the breath so that they look like they're really in the frozen atlantic in 1912 but 25 years later we still talk about this movie. We still talk about it. The younger generations. Oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. Haha. <laughs> I was six. No, I was 17 when Titanic came out. I remember it all too well. I mean, the, the soundtrack annoyed me. I'm not a big Celine Dion fan. But the soundtrack, it won Oscars. It won Grammys. Um, There's so many moments. And of course, you know, I was laughing with my friend today, like, how she said, well, Titanic was PG, and it's like, yeah, but there was a scene where they're having sex in the car, and the sweaty hand hits the window. Yeah, okay. And, the, of course, Kate Winslet being drawn nude by Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, Jim Cameron actually was drawing her, by the way. Those are his hands. Um Yeah, wearing... Oh, I want to... I want you to... Uh, Draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> there, there are many people I know that say that. It's, it's, it's the line. I mean, come on. <sighs> You're gonna need a bigger boat. That's Jaws, but hey. So here we are, twenty-five years later. I mean, has this film ever been parodied? I think it has to an extent. It's a it's a it's a legendary film though. Um, here's some Oscar facts. Oh no! Oh no! I don't even. I'm just gonna read these to you because you can't see them. Here we go. Oscar facts. Titanic is one of the three films which has won 11 Academy Awards, the most any. The other two films are Ben-Hur and The Lord of the Rings Return of the King. 
But seriously, Jack could have not fit on the floating door, too. Okay. All right. We've got that. Oh, it's just one Oscar fact. I thought it was several. I thought it was more than that. Oh, well. At that moment in time, Leonardo DiCaprio was very well known. This made him known all over the world. And to the girls that I went to high school with who had the teen magazine and they would just shriek over him every day. They would shriek over other people too. And then the mornings that I would come to school begrudgingly and they would be singing my heart will go on in the cold January day. Oh, I remember those. That really was hell. (laughs) But hell has frozen over. (laughs) Jeez. But I remember Oscar night because here's what happened. My siblings and I, I'm sorry, one of them who always brings diseases home, brought home the chicken pox. So here we were. I'd been exposed to the chicken pox throughout my life. And I finally get them at 17. Both my brother and I were teenagers. He got gloves. I put socks on my hands. So yes, there we were sitting in front of the TV, watching the Academy Awards with an extended vacation because we had the chicken pox. It was one hell of a time, but we all watched the Academy Awards together. That to this day is the biggest Oscar telecast of all time the night the titanic won 11 academy awards that that telecast has never been replicated no matter how many good films come out maybe the lord of the rings kind of and maybe the the one right after 9-11 which was 20 years ago but when it comes to that moment and it, and it wasn't all Titanic. I mean, the acting categories, you know, um, Gloria Stewart was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. She lost to Kim Basinger for L.A. Confidential. Or I'll shout out to Jason Almy because we both know who is Kim Basinger playing in L.A. Confidential. She's playing a Veronica Lake lookalike, a prostitute. Although I always felt that it should have gone to Julianne Moore because I've always loved Julianne Moore in Boogie Nights where she played Amber Waves. That is the shit right there. Um, And of course, the late Robin Williams, who won Best Supporting Actor for Good Will Hunting. To the chagrin of Burt Reynolds, who didn't look too happy, but he fixed his toupee a couple of times. And then the acting categories, Kate Winslet was nominated for Best Actress. Um, I remember Judy Dench was favored to win. Who wins? Helen Hunt for As Good As It Gets. And then, drumroll, winning his third Academy Award, the now retired Jack Nicholson. Or as he said to Robin Williams, I, I love Robin Williams' story. He says, well, you know, Jack Nicholson was like, hey, Robbo, I got one for every decade, one for the 70s, one for the 80s, and one for the 90s. That's true. Jack, Jack has three Academy Awards. The first one for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. The second one for Terms of Endearment. I love that film. And the third for As Good As It Gets. And, of course, Titanic won all of the other categories that it was nominated for as did the Lord of the Rings. That's where it's not about the acting categories. The acting categories, when it comes to the Academy Awards, are always spread out. There hasn't been... You know, there's the Big Five. Silence of the Lambs won the Big Five. And also Jack knows, because one flew over the cuckoo's nest, won the Big Five. And it all started with It Happened One Night where Clark Gable, Claudette Colbert, Colbert, sorry, and uh, uh, the directors and producers of It Happened One Night and the screenplay won. So that's only happened three times where they win the big five. Titanic wasn't even... Now, if Leonardo DiCaprio had been nominated, 
it would have won the big five. And, and did it win screenplay? I don't remember. I really don't. It was <laughs> that was twenty four years ago when it won nineteen ninety eight. My memories of Titanic are this: to the chagrin of the girls who shrieked over Jack, or sorry, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. I did kind of laugh when he died because I just thought it was so funny because they made such a big deal about it. But then, of course, there is the door. As you heard that ABC interview 25 years later, people are still fucking crazy over the door, that floating door. It was like and and people and people I remember people saying some very derogatory things about Kate Winslet how about her weight and and I always thought that was wrong. First of all, let me let me say something about Kate Winslet. Titanic put her on the map. Before that, she had she had done Heavenly Creatures. She was nominated for uh, Sense and Sensibility with her friend Emma Thompson. But Titanic put her on the map, as did Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio, at that point, you know, he'd done um, Eating Gilbert Grape. He had done uh, A Boy's Life. Romeo, Romeo and Juliet kind of put him in a heartthrob. Um, stature right there of course we all know that he doesn't date women above 25 and when they reach I think they reach 25 he gets rid of them (laughs) I guess he's learned a lot from Jack Nicholson now Leo went on to win his Oscar for The Revenant in 2016 and Kate Winslet went on to win her Oscar in 2009 for The Reader so don't feel sorry for them. Don't cry for them, Argentina, because they did eventually win Academy Awards. And Jim Cameron was nominated again in 2010 for Avatar. And right now, Avatar is in the theaters. Avatar 2. But 25 years ago, your heart will go on even when an iceberg. Hey, I like putting icebergs in my soda. Or not my soda, my iced tea. They're called ice cubes. <laughs> Titanic has been parodied um, somewhat. I remember in 1998, our air conditioning had gone to hell. And it was so hot. And I would sleep, you know. I remember one night, it was so hot. And I went to get the tight. We had Titanic on VHS. Remember that? And it was two, two VHSs. <laughs> That's how long the fucking movie was three hours and um i remember watching titanic and it was really hot and i'm watching it in my room like those fuckers look at them they're so lucky swimming around in that cold water <laughs> i know it's wrong it's a movie based on a real tragedy but like all movies and all tragedy tragedies they added a soap opera effect they did that with the Pearl Harbor movie. They did that with Bohemian Rhapsody about Queen. So, yes, anytime it's a tragedy, add a little soap opera to it. Not All My Children or One Life to Live. No. In fact, even Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey opens with the Titanic sinking, thus changing the order of succession in the Crawley family. So yes, the Titanic has set a course for many soap opera-ish stories. And 25 years later, we're still talking about it. We're still talking about the movie. We're still talking about, of course, the hand on the door and a lot of the mistakes that are in the movie, but I didn't realize them until a reporter pointed it out to me. Therefore, I don't give a shit. Okay? The continuity experts. And here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, I understand I have studied film. I get continuity. But when it comes to Titanic, I really don't think people give a fuck about continuity. So here we are. All of the Titanic survivors are now gone. 
I think the last one, Melvina Dean, died in 2009. Many of them said they would not watch the film. That's understandable. They lived through a night of terror. There have been so many versions of Titanic. So many. But James Cameron's film is the most legendary, the most expensive, the most cult film. I mean, if you think about it, whether people loved it or not, I remember Gwyneth Paltrow, when, before she won an Oscar, before she thought she was anybody, um, said she hoped it wouldn't win Best Picture. Of course, we all know that Gwyneth Paltrow is very stuck up. And she consciously un, un, forgot that, you know, maybe she had a couple of friends in Titanic in the movie. Oh, God. What can I say? It's been one hell of a time. I still don't know what to do with myself during these two weeks. I am so used to just getting up, doing what I need to do. It is one hell of a thrill. But 25 years ago, oh my goodness. I was 17. My family were raving about Titanic. I had studied Titanic as a kid. I'd read the books. It had haunted me. And then here we go. We're going to go see the film. Um, my, my family are crazy. I love them, but they're crazy. They went to see that fucking movie more than once in the theater. That's nuts. The only time I've ever done that, to the chagrin of my brother, was There Will Be Blood. When There Will Be Blood came to the theater, I saw it first with my cousin. I absolutely loved it. I've always been a big Daniel Day-Lewis fan. Paul Thomas Anderson, come on. The look, the feel of the film. And then one night, my brother and his friend want to go see There Will Be Blood. Do you want to go? Sure. All the while, I'm thinking, okay, they think it's probably about boxing because it's got blood in the title. And I'm thinking, whatever. It's about oil. It's about greed. It's about, as Daniel Day-Lewis, so brilliant. It's about drainage. My God, I still can't believe he's retired. Um, they hated the movie. They fell asleep. During the movie. Okay. That is the only time I've seen a movie. Twice in the theater. I think. Wait. No. I take that back. X-Men. X-Men Days of Future. Days of Past. That's another one right there. That was a damn good one. But Titanic. I remember I would stay home. And just do my teenage thing. And my family would go see it. Over and over. And over. I don't know how many times, in my 17-year-old in my brain, I could have sworn they saw it five times. I don't remember. Maybe at most three. I saw it once in the theater. My grandparents refused to see it. They later waited to borrow the video and then discuss the film and argued about it as they did. So yeah, 25 years ago, Titanic. It set the world ablaze. It got people talking, as it always does. And tomorrow I'm going to do a show, because I would wanted to do one tonight, on the late Cicely Tyson. Cicely Tyson would have been 98 years old today. Legendary actress. You, you want to talk about someone who put there, in terms of, she she really fought for things in such a grand, great way. She was nominated for Sounder in 1972. Lost, of course, to Liza Minnelli. That was the first time in Oscar history that two black actresses have been nominated for Best Actress. And then Paul Winfield was nominated for Best Actor that same year for Sounder. Of course, the story of Miss Jane Pittman, um, Mama Flora's family. I'm trying to think of some others. Oh, my God. Sipsy and uh, Fried Green Tomatoes. 
what's another one? A trip to Bountiful, which she had done on stage, and then she brought it to television. And in two thousand and was it? I'm trying to remember. Now Cicely didn't win the Oscar, but the Academy, being how they are, did something wonderful. They gave Cicely Tyson an honorary Oscar. They should have given her <laughs> given her a real one, but they gave her an honorary Oscar, and she accepted it. I'm trying to remember where when when she got it. Ah. If I can find it. Yeah, she died when she was 96 years old in 2021. She received a Kennedy Center honor. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. And, you know, awards aside, her body of work is magnificent. Ah, here we go. Tyson won her honorary Academy Award in 2018 with the inscription reading, whose unforgettable performances and personal integrity have inspired generations of filmmakers, actors, and audiences. When it comes to Cicely Tyson, you want to talk about grace? You want to talk about dignity as an actress? What she brought to the stage. Whenever Cicely Tyson was on screen, you just paid attention to her. Whether she was doing television, whether she was doing a film. And so that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. 25 years of Titanic and tomorrow, we're going to continue with Miss Cicely Tyson. of The Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I mean... If you want to talk about someone who she could have been on Titanic, come on. She could have been she could have played Molly Brown. That's that's the thing with casting. But I love I everything that she ever did, you'd kind of just watch her. And she she really brought something to her roles. And that always kind of bothered me is she wasn't given the roles that she really deserved because she was black. And a lot of the black actresses now, they stand on the shoulders of Cicely Tyson and Lena Horne and Diana Ross and Dorothy Dandridge and, um, you know, uh, Ruth Ruby D. There, there's so many great ones. So, yeah, I can, hey, if Cicely Tyson was in charge of keeping them safe on Titanic, I think the boat wouldn't have sank. What do you think? As always, unpleasant dreams. Mm-hmm.